Welcome to another episode of Inspire, a Black History Month series here at WNBF News. I'm your host, Daria Henderson. We hope you've been enjoying our series this month, highlighting some amazing people within our community and giving them the rightful platform that they deserve. For this episode, we decided to come out here to the PD because our Julia Richardson wanted to introduce us to a woman who is healing her community through mind, body, and spirit. You gotta love that, right? So let's bring in Miko Pickett to inspire. Let's give her a hand. Woo, 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 woo. Miko, we had a good talk uh, before this podcast. Yes. Now I am sure <laughs> this is gonna be a good talk during it. You all are doing some amazing things Thank in you. this community, and we just gotta talk about it, Julia. We just yeah. have to figure out how you get it all done because you're doing so much. And I was like, how are we going to focus on this one? When is this going on? But we're going to get through all of it. We're going to get through <laughs> all of it today. Uh, first of all, just tell us about Pick 42 Foundation. Sure. Pick 42 Foundation, it's three things, food, fitness, and fun. Right, so we're dealing with food insecurity in our community. We have five community gardens. We do food distributions. We're working with the farmers. Fitness is fitness is our fitness and our wellness programs. We have exercise programs here. We do morning stretch on Mondays and on Thursdays. We do chair exercises. We have an over 55 group we call BAM. And then fun, everything we do, we like to sprinkle a little bit of fun on there. So we have our, our monthly free stores. We have some community-based programs we do, like our Juneteenth Mullins, and really everything we do, our team, we strategize on how we can make it fun. Now that was a mouthful, and I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> It's so much, but that's just so amazing, though. It's so amazing, though. I saw you guys started the free rides for uh, veterans to yes. like the VA. That was a big thing you all started this month. Yes. How does it feel to be able to allow that service to be within your community and to offer that service? You know, actually, everything we do, the community asks us to do it. Gotcha. So we listen, right? We listen to the community and what their needs are. And my husband is a disabled vet, and he goes, he's a member of the DAV, and he goes to the membership meetings. And then we recently had a vet who had been sleeping in the park. And through we, our, our board president, we connected with him. So he went from sleeping in the park to now having his own place to live, his own house, his own apartment. And then it's like, okay, so what are your barriers to getting the health care that you need? Because remember, food, fitness, and fun, right? And one of the barriers was they need a ride. So we're nestled here in Marion County. And the places that we need to get vets to, they got to get to Myrtle Beach. They need to get to Columbia. They need to get to Charleston, they need to get to Fayetteville. It's difficult. So that's where this program came in. And again, we're, we would be nothing without our volunteers and without the communities. So even though it looks like a lot of programs, the community is nestled in every single thing we do. Absolutely. When do you all start that here? Start the VET program? No, just uh, Pick 42 Foundation. Oh, so we moved the foundation here in 2016. We moved into this location uh, last October. So not October 2023, October 2022. So it's been, it's really been like a, a I don't wanna say a movement, but like, I'm originally from Jersey, and you know we moved from Jersey to Charlotte, and when we were in Charlotte, our, bre our bread and butter program is our annual toy drive, because that's how, why we really came to be. We came to be in Charlotte to support the um, Belmont community, and that's where we came up with, uh, and I could tell you that if you wanted to know about it, how we came up with the shopping experience. Yeah. But um, So then from there, my 
we moved to Charlotte to be closest to my mother's, my husband's mother. And um, she passed away in 2015. We remodeled the house and there were hurricanes and now we're here. Gotcha. That's the short story. Remodeled, hurricanes, and now you're here. Now but here. it's a blessing that you're here. And Julia, you came up here and checked everything out. And you were like, hey, Darian, uh, we need to go to yeah. Mullins. We need to come up here, right? Yeah, well, the first time I met you, I think this was September or October, and I was doing a story about um, gun violence in the yes. community. And it was actually, I had, was supposed to talk to someone else and then they were like okay why don't you try to get some a an activist or someone in the community so i asked you know the police the police officer i talked to and he brought up your name right away and i had no idea about pick 42 i had i hadn't heard of it at all mm -hmm. um, and then i came here and i was like this is amazing i had no idea i <laughs> you were telling me all the stuff that you guys did and i was like we need to start covering this more we need to start you know giving them more of a more of a platform because i yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was amazing, and then I think I was in Mullins a lot this fall for different things, and I would always see you around. And yeah, you've been a very good um, like contact for me and a source for me. Thank so. you. Yeah. That's amazing. And but I, I I remember when I was uh, figuring out kind of what we're going to be talking about and everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh well, let me go to the Facebook and see what's there. And I, I go to yes, I, <laughs> exactly everything. But then they're like live on Facebook, yes. stretching. Yes. I saw you. All, <laughs> I saw you all stretching. Tell us about that. So. So we have a program, so part of our fitness, we have a program that we do on Mondays, which is Monday morning stretch, mm -hmm. because we think that everybody should kind of start off their week with some centering and some cleansing stretches. And then on Thursday, and actually this week, if you looked at it, I had to cover the class because our fitness instructor was sick. Okay. I don't do it every week. <laughs> And did then you hold it down, though? I hope I did. <laughs> I hope I did. I bet you did. And then on Thursdays, we have chair exercises. And let me tell you about this program. Matter of fact, you can see his picture over there. Um, we, uh, me and another one of my um, staff had went to a listening session at the AARP. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to them. We're like, well, what do you want in the community? You know, what do seniors need? And they're like, well, we want exercise programs. We want a line dance. We want, because we're stuck in the house, right? So we were able to, hearing that feedback, I was like, you know, we could do something around that. Um, but obviously, everything we do takes funding, right? So um, we had uh, somebody contact me that next week and said, I have two trailers, and uh, I want to donate them to a nonprofit, and I, don't want, I want to donate them to you, because you're right here in our community, and that was the Geraldine Smalls family. So they, they gave us two trailers, we put them on Facebook, we sold them, and that is what funded our BAM program. BAM program is Boomers Active Meetups. We first started it for um, people that were 60 and over, and then you know the 55-year-olds was like, hey, I want to be a part of it. So now it's 55 plus. And so on Thursdays, we have chair exercises for them, and then we have meetups once every every month. I think it's the second Tuesday or Wednesday of the month. We have meetups for them, and they do things like paint and sip, you know, just opportunities to get out the house and to socialize. And it's funny, real quick, mm -hmm. uh, one of the ladies came over to me yesterday. She says, they put me up to, um, to be the one to do, uh, what does she call it? She called a petition mm -hmm. to get more exercise classes. I said, you don't need the petition. I need that, yeah. right? Yeah. I said, go ahead, write it down. Let's go to funders <laughs> and say the community wants more exercise programs. So we're just here to answer to what the community says that they need and they want. Yeah. 
I love hearing that. I love hearing that because even, you know, and I, I love all volunteer organizations, any organization that gives back to the community. Um, and of course, a lot of them always is about, you know, what the community wants, but also they have a mission as well about what they want, right? And they kind of focus on that. So to hear with you all, like, you know, that thing about I'm saying you do so much and it's because you're listening to your community. Right. So when you listen to your community, you have to do that much because the community needs a lot, right? Mm -hmm. How does it feel for you to, walking in that you know that 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 session and seeing them painting and seeing them active and see them stretching yes. what goes to your mind you know um for me what goes to my mind is just a great sense of community spirit because although we seem to be doing a lot you know food fitness and fun there's things that are outside of our lane yeah. right and when it's outside of our lane like if somebody needs specific help with housing or paying electric bills we have network we have a you know the homeless shelter right up the street we have a network nonprofits in our community where we all work together right so when when i come in and see people painting i'm thinking about the coordinator Right? I'm thinking about, okay, did they have everything they need? Yeah. Where's the snacks at? Where's the water at? So yeah. we're always in go mode, right? Because we add a professionalism to the nonprofit side, right? So I, a lot of times, even with our annual shopping experience, we don't get to take it in because we're in the moment. We're in the moment making sure that everything is being executed because we believe that our community deserves the best. And for our community to get the best, that means me and my staff, we always got to be on our A game. And speaking of your staff, I'm pretty sure that's, that's how you keep up, right? Yes. You were telling me you have like, what, hundreds of, of, of volunteers? Tell us oh, about them. Oh my goodness. So, so we, have, um, paid, we have paid staff through grants, through our wall of heroes that support us. Um, right now we have about eight paid staff members. And then we have eight, over 800 volunteers that are registered in our database. And so just to give you an example, we just finished a Change SC program last week. That program required 200 volunteers a week. Our Juneteenth program, 150 volunteers. Our annual shopping experience, 120 volunteers. People just come in here. If we put out the word, let's say if we have vegetables that need to be cleaned or packed or, you know, they just walk in, we just put out the word, they walk in, they put on their, they put on their protective gear and they get the work because they know that it's for the greater good of the community. So I just love it. And again, if it wasn't for the volunteers in our community, we could not do the things we do. And you know, they even bring us lunch. Okay. Yes. Everybody likes yes. some good food, right? Yes, yes. And we ask for delicious food. Yeah. So just so you know about what we, when we say delicious, we don't use the word healthy. Gotcha. Right? Um, because we believe that healthy is a negative connotation. But if I say, I have a delicious meal for you, it just so happens to be good for you. Yeah. You know, you're going to take... thing as well. That's it. But you're that's going it. into it like, okay, this is going to be good. That's, that's, yeah. right. that's right. So we, people bring us delicious meals, and yeah. we appreciate it. We really do. Absolutely. And let's talk about like when it started off at like its core, because mm -hmm. you were talking about what it started as and then what it ended up being was yes. like two different things. Um, and I saw on there, you know, it was about giving back to kids and now it was just transformed to just so much. Mm -hmm. talk, talk to us about that, that process. Sure. So we started in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, we were transplants there out of New Jersey. And my husband was a basketball coach. And one year, um, after Christmas, because I'm a big Christmas person, right? So after Christmas, we pick up the team because we had to pick everybody up. We pick up the team and I'm like, what did you get for Christmas? I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And these children said, we didn't get nothing for Christmas. They said, Christmas is just another day. Wow. And I could not imagine that, right? I could not imagine that. And so I said, you know what? If we can have anything to do about it, then 
we're going to make sure that this community, the parents have an opportunity to shop the same way that I do for my family, right? So we work with our church, St. Paul Baptist Church. Love them. I miss them so much. Um, St. Paul Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we created the shopping experience where the community could register in advance. We had partnerships with Toys for Tots, and they would come in and they would to shop. They would shop once a year. So that was our thing, right? That's why we created the foundation. So then um, years later, we moved to Mullins, South Carolina, and um, we remodeled the family home. We were so excited about that, remodeled the family home. And then in October 2016, Hurricane Matthew came through and flooded our home. And by the way, at that point, I retired after 30 years in corporate America. Gotcha. So I was still in corporate in 2016, and um, my house was flooded. And my neighbor's houses was flooded. And there was a famine of mosquitoes, and, you know, and people were emptying out their houses, and people were living in shelters. It was a devastating time to be here. And I had never, this Jersey girl, had never seen anything like that. And so we just started helping people fill out their paperwork for disaster recovery. And I'm still in corporate. You know, but it's like I was being pulled. Yeah, I was being pulled. And in that year, um, Councilwoman Terry Davis, who ended up being one of our board members, she said, well, why don't you do the toy drive here, too? Sure, we're here, all right? Yeah. So we did the toy drive here. We were still helping with disaster recovery. And more and more, as each day went, I just felt more closer to the work I was doing in the community than the work I was doing at Corporate America. It was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle and um, because there's comfort in a paycheck, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. There's comfort in a paycheck and a lifestyle that I was going to have to give up, me and my whole family. So um, time went on and at the Essence Festival. Essence. At Essence, having the 25th a, anniversary. A time in New Orleans. At the 25th <laughs> anniversary of Essence, it was very empowering. Yeah. And, and the theme was you need to, you know, to do community work, to focus on your businesses. And so that's when I made my mind up. And I came back, I told my whole family, I said, that's it, I'm retiring. Yeah. And then we just went from there, because now we have full time. Yeah. And um, my family, my friends, everybody just poured in to Pick 42 Foundation. And then, and then 2018, that was 2019, you know what happened in 2020? COVID happened. And, and so we did the most then. We did the most. And yeah. it was, again, it was just crazy. Nicole Eccles, she was at Hope Health. She was at, I'm sorry, she's at Hope Health, Hope Health now. She was at um, Harvest Hope, a food bank. And um, we had an opportunity to buy our first truck. So we bought this box truck, had no idea what we were going to do with it. So I just put it on Facebook, like, hey, it got a box truck. <laughs> and she says, let me fill it with food. Yes. And I was like, okay. And that's what she did. You know, we would go up to Harvest Hope during COVID and Harvest Hope would donate a truckload of food because we're in Marion County. It's difficult, yeah. you know, to get because access, access is big. And so we had to go to Florence. So we went to Florence and she would fill it up. And then we started a network of churches that started doing food distributions. So that prepared us for what came last year. Gotcha. And what came last year was we are one of 13 organizations across the state that are aggregators with, for a federal program called LFPA, Local Food Purchasing Agreement. And um, we have a partnership with the South Carolina Department of Agriculture. And they actually provided over a million dollars for us last year 
to buy food from local farmers and distribute it for free to the community. And $700,000 of that went directly into the pockets of farmers. Absolutely. Because we see so many times as well, like when it comes to, and we talked about it before, like food deserts. Yes. Um, even through our first series that we did, our first episode that we did um, in Conway with Juice Crush, you mm -hmm. know, the sister talked about um, just it being, they actually called it Chicken Row. Because there's nothing but KFC, Popeyes, da 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 da, mm -hmm. you know. But there's no grocery store nearby. Mm -hmm. There's no fresh food, no fresh veggies, um, and you don't realize it and, until you see it. How much you know that just plateaus yes. into so many different issues. When you talk about going, finally seeing a doctor and going to a doctor and realizing, like, oh, how much water do you drink? Oh, none at all. Oh, how many you know grapes do you eat every day and and, and strawberries? And it's like. None, yeah. you know, but it's also nowhere near you, right. you know, and and that means a lot, and you realize how much that means to the community once that becomes available, and then how much throughout it all, next thing you know, health starts getting better. Mm -hmm. um, is that what you all seen around here, like a, a good appreciation for having like those fruits and veggies and things of that nature? Yeah, totally. And so one of our key partners is Clemson, Clemson University, specifically Clemson Extension, and so we say that we lead with our heart but we're backed by research and data. Absolutely. And so Clemson has done many, they did a survey like four years ago, and then they came back and did another survey two years ago, and they've done other surveys for us. So we have evidence, proof, that one of the top places that people in our community would get their groceries from is the dollar store. So how healthy is food at the dollar store? So you look at the communities that we serve, so Marion County, Marlboro County, Dillon, and Williamsburg County, over 24% of the people in those communities live below poverty. Over 60% are African Americans. And like you said, they don't have access to fresh local foods. So we have seen in our data where people, we implemented five community gardens, through, uh, four community gardens through a federal grant. When people have access to fresh local food, they want it. Right, and, and if you go into, now keep in mind, um, you gotta go pretty far to some of these counties to get to um, a Whole Foods or a Publix or Harris Teeter, like the closest one to us right here is 45 minutes. 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yes. Now we do have other grocery stores and I'm not putting them down, right? right? Those other grocery stores, they have to provide the food that people can afford, right? But you're gonna go in our grocery stores and you're gonna see a lot of processed foods, a lot of processed meats. Those are things that are direct correlations. High it's blood pressure. High blood pressure, diabetes. diabetes yeah. You can get to two dialysis centers in Marion County before you get anywhere close to a place you can get fresh local food. Two, right? And the community has 28,000 people total, kids, adults, everything. So that's part of the problem, you know? So with us focusing on fresh local foods and fitness and health and wellness, it's really, we're hoping it's gonna change the outcome of our community. And the data is showing that, it really is. Rome wasn't built overnight, health outcomes aren't gonna be changed overnight, but people are thinking different. Not only do we give them fresh local food, but we also have programs where we can recipe cards, right? Okay. You know, so I'll give you an example real quick. We had a community garden event, and we brought a chef in from Atlanta to do a cooking demonstration. Y'all, he was cooking raw collard greens. So the, the older people in the, in the crowd, they was like. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't, 
Don't mess up no collars. <laughs> but let me tell you, when he finished with those collard greens and was giving out samples of the collard greens, they're like, this is delicious. Yeah. They didn't say it was healthy. <laughs> they said it was delicious, right? So we, you know, so do those programs. We have a Family Feud program that's coming up on Valentine's Day where we're going to, as a community, we're going to play Family Feud. We got our own Mr. Bill, who's going to be our Steve Harvey. But we also have a free farmer's market there. We have a cooking demonstration. So there you see we add the fun, the information, and the food all together. And Julia, you know, you're a reporter, right? So you yeah. go out and you see these communities. I'm pretty sure yeah. seeing Peak 42, you know, come yeah. out and do all this stuff. It got to be inspiring to you too. Oh yeah, 100%. And I think that especially, I'm not from here originally, so I think that even just seeing, going around and seeing as a reporter kind of gives you a sense of you know, how people live in these different communities. Because even here is way different than Myrtle Beach or way different than Conway or <laughs> way different than Loris. You know, I think that it's, it's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I really like my job is that you get to know communities, but then you also get to know, like, you know, when, when you talk to people, you see how they live and you see, you know, what's important to them, what they need. And so I think that it was really inspiring here because, I mean, and when I did the story about um, the, I think it was Change SC that yes. I did, and, and I didn't know that there was two dialysis centers before a Harris Teeter or a Publix. Or, and, and when you said that, I think I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I didn't realize that. And I mean, because there's a Publix and Food Lion all, all over the place in, in Myrtle Beach, and that's what, yeah, an hour away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's just uh. so interesting to see the difference when you, you know, you drive an hour out of Myrtle Beach and it's like a different world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was obviously very inspired by you. And you know, and we thank you so much because you gotta drive to get here, you know, yeah. to tell our stories. And the way we get support, like the partnership with the South Carolina Department of Ag, mm -hmm. their team is amazing, they really are. They have worked with us, they've supported us along the way. We are one of just three, uh, black-owned aggregators in the state, and we're the only ones that had no experience doing it when we, when we stepped into that space. Absolutely no experience. Yeah. So it was working with the Department of Ag, then mentoring us, working with other aggregators, getting that information about how do you do this logistically? What temperature do you need to keep food at? You know, so all of those things have just been great. And you know, and I do have to say, with the Department of Ag, the, um, the purpose of that pilot was because the state of South Carolina had their own research that showed the number one reason why people are dying at a higher mortality rate in South Carolina than other states is because of food. So not only in South Carolina is, or do we have food deserts, but people are literally dying. And so we have to do something about it. You know, and so to have a Department of Ag, which is agriculture is the number one business in South Carolina, did you know that? I know, I right? Can believe it. Yeah, I can believe <laughs> yeah. it because everywhere you look, you see farms. Yeah, right? I see, I always see his farms. But yeah. did you know that most of what you see grow is either food that you don't, it's stuff that you can't eat, cotton, tobacco, mm -hmm. you can't eat that, yeah. or it's exported out of our state. 80% of our food is imported. And we have all these wonderful farms and farmlands. So it's just great to be in this business at this particular point in time. And full disclosure, I am also the chair of the South Carolina Food Policy Council.
Gotcha. So why they elected a technical person to be the chair? <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But it gives when me it all access. Comes back around though, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's making sure that you're staying within the conversation and every like point of it. Uh, because what I have realized, even being involved in like the Salvation Army when I was back home in St. Louis, mm -hmm. is that it's all about being in the room. Right. You know, because you never know what resources that other people have that they yes. can bring in. And next thing you know, like you said, now we got a you know free trailer. No, we can't use it. We have nothing to use it for. But we can use the money from this trailer, you know, selling it yes. to then fund a program that clearly our community needs like right, right now. Right. Um, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, volunteering, you know, there's a lot of like selfless work, you mm -hmm. know, but it also brings a lot of joy as well. And I just want to know just for yourself, you know, seeing your, you know, foundation, you know, go from Charlotte and then come hear the Mullins um, and then grow to the point where it's now, where you guys have like a whole wall, this is right in front of my face, a whole wall of like volunteers um, and, and people who contribute to your foundation. Um, what goes through your mind seeing where you are right now, but having that vision years ago and saying, hey, this is what I need to do, and then completing that and getting that done? You know, it's sustaining it, right? That's what goes through my mind as executive director, is making sure that we are keeping our wall of heroes pleased, <laughs> we're keeping the community pleased so that we can grow and sustain it. And there's things in emotion, right? There's people that are saying now, because they see what we could do, we want to help you. What is it that you need, right? So for us, it's just making sure, again, it's that A game. You know, we always want to be on our A game because our community deserves the very best. And one of the things that I kept hearing when we first got here was, you know, we can't afford that. We don't deserve that. We shouldn't have that. Why not? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like from people in the from community? From people who live in the community, right? Wow. Because when you deal with poverty at such a high level, you know, you're used to hearing that the reason why, you know, there, you can't have a free store, you can't come and shop for free, is because you don't deserve it, right? There's always people out there trying to game you. The reason why we don't have community gardens is because we can't afford it, you know? So you, you're used to hearing that, you know? And so we're kind of change. we're hoping to change that to say we deserve the best. And guess what, y'all? There's partnerships we don't accept. Because if you're not gonna come to Marion County with the very best, we don't want it. We have a minimum wage of $15 an hour, right? So are there some grants that I have to pass over because it won't allow me to pay the minimum wage here? Absolutely, that's okay. Because I know there's greater out there for us. So if we lower our bar, then people are going to lower the bar on us. So we don't allow it. I love that. Yeah, I, I love, no, I love, I love it. I love, I, I love just hearing that, you know, because like, it's good, you know, because even going into the community and like you said, hearing that people don't feel as if that they're greater than or that mm -hmm. they deserve something, like, you know, that also has to drive you as someone who's going out to get funding for these same people to make sure that even you're not, you're creating that standard. Yes. You know, it's, it's not all about just letting them know and just saying it. People need to see it. I'm from the show me state. I'm from St. Louis. Okay. So, <laughs> but still, I think that brings true just within the black community I where do. like we need to see it, like yes. show me. And then when you show me, I'll believe you. I'll, yeah. I'll start making those steps with you. But you got to let me see something. That's it. Um, and I think, like I said, what you're and doing here is And we put it on social, amazing. right? Yeah. We put it on our website. We put it on social so that people can see it, right? But, you know, and we do get some looks sometimes where it's like, you want how much? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, that's how much we need. That's how much it yeah. costs. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. You'll say, okay. Yes. It's on the way. you don't get. Listen. I tell all the young reporters that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you gotta ask. Yes, yeah. Worst thing you're gonna hear is no. That's you know, it. best thing you're gonna hear was let me figure something out. Yes. And the best, the best, best thing you're gonna hear is I got you. You know, so and you gotta love hearing all between, that. But you keep asking. It's few and far in between, but it's always there. Sometimes yeah. you cross your fingers toward yes. it, right? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, all the heroes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about yourself as well. We love to hear about you too. Sure. I know you said you came from Charlotte, from Jersey. Yes. So. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and um, and how much you love being here in Mullinsville. Oh my goodness! So Jersey girl, born and raised. Mm -hmm. uh, me and my husband, we have four kids. Philly fans, fact, right? Huh? Philly, huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up in South Jersey, right? Okay. So like my little girl dreams. Mm -hmm. I used to sneak. I think I was probably nine or ten. Sneak. Get on the speed line uh -huh. and take the train to Philly, just to look at the big buildings. Right. I, I knew one day I was going to work at one of those big buildings, mm -hmm. you know, and I was going to be a businesswoman with my briefcase. Like I just had that dream. So, you know, we would growing up right outside of Philly. That's kind of what I just knew. That's what inspired me, you know, and I had this plan for myself. God had a different plan, <laughs> but I had this plan for myself, you know, and so my husband, he's from Mullins, South Carolina. And he went into the military, and when he got out of the military, he went to live in New Jersey. We've been married for over 36 years. He was, I was literally, we got married, I was 19 years old. So we grew up together. Yes. You know, we grew up together. So, you know, so we, so that's kind of what founded me and based me. We have four kids. I have six grandkids now. Okay. And um, when we decided that we were going to move, so we were in Charlotte, and then Charlotte, when we moved to Charlotte, we moved to Charlotte in 2007, right when the crash, the whole, uh, real, the housing market just fell. Mm -hmm. We just barely got out, got our household in New Jersey, but it, we did, you know, so that's when we moved to Charlotte. So it was quiet, right? We were like one of the last transplants to get there. Then 10 years later, now. Oh, it's booming. What? Booming. All these, play, all these apartments. Charlotte. Charlotte. It is lit. I know it. We still go. My grandkids live there. I go. My yeah. stylist is there. I still go, right? Okay. So, because, um, you know, I love living in Mullins, but yeah. sometimes I need a little bit. You got to get out of here. That's the, it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, but, you know, when we moved here, I literally feel like I wake up on vacation every day. And this is the only, I, don't, I hate to call it a job, but I can't wait to get up and come. Yeah. Can't wait. What's on the schedule for today? Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, I love the line dance. I love to travel. I work very hard, but I play hard. And, you know, and the thing is, is people, some people look from the outside in, they're like, wow, you guys do so much. I'm like, don't you know, this is like one-tenth of what I did for corporate America. So if I could do that for a major financial firm, I can do that for our community, you know? And so that's what we're doing here. We're just leading and we're just having a lot of fun and enjoying life, really. Absolutely. So I would love to know, um, who inspires you? Oh, a couple people. John Lewis, for sure. You know, in my office, in my home office, well, here I have um, John Lewis on the wall. And in my home office, I have Martin Luther King. Um, there's just so many great men and women trailblazers. Um, oh, my goodness. The Oh my, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, um, the leaders of Black Voters Matter, you know, um, I remember having a conversation with them and he was like, well, you know, he's dealing with similar issues where he's from in Alabama 
and people couldn't get loans from banks. So he's like, I started a bank. I'm like, wow. You know, Latasha, Latasha with Black Voters Matter. Um, those, are, those are moves where people are really inspired by their community, they're listening to what the community needs, and they head in and do it. So those are the folks that inspire me. And then even more so are the people who come into our office. So we need donations. We need donations to survive. Um, we're looking for ways to create revenue so that we can have revenue as well, but that takes time. But, you know, we get people that donate a lot of money to us, but the ones that inspire me the most are the ones that come in with their last $5. So I want to put, I want to put this money into your bucket to, con to continue what you're doing in the community. We have a girl here who is a, a farmer. She's, when I met her, she was nine. So she's 10 now. And when I met her, I didn't know she was a farmer. She came in here to donate $100 to the toy drive. Wow. How can you not be inspired yeah. by people like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just so awesome. Absolutely. You're probably wondering, probably, you know, when Julie hits you up, it's like, hey, come be a part of this. <laughs> you're probably, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But you're here for a special reason, though, mm -hmm. uh, because I put a task to our reporters. And Julie, you want to? Tell her why she's here. Why you're here, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of said it a little bit before, but I mean, when I first met you, I was like, she is like superwoman. I <laughs> think she does everything, um, especially in a community like this. I think that obviously we're based in Myrtle Beach, so we do a lot of coverage in Myrtle Beach and, you know, the surround, I mean, I guess this is a surrounding area, but um, I think that out here, like what people are doing isn't really showcased as much as it should be. So when I when I met you, I was like, wow, this is someone that's doing something great in one of these communities that we don't always see all the time. And um, you you were also just so nice and like so so welcoming. Like when I came in here, everyone was so so lovely. Everyone was like, what do you need? Do you need anything? And I was like, this is this is like a family. Like it, it, you you come in here and you just feel very very welcomed. And I mean, obviously, it's it's because of, of them, obviously, but because of you as well, because you make it such a great environment and cultivate. And it's funny because, you know, with reporters, right, you guys, we appreciate you for telling our story, yeah. Yeah. but you also keep us on our game, too, because just as soon as you tell a positive story, we mess up. Yeah. Right? And so we just all are in this together and we thank you. And when, when she called and told me that, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was so happy. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't know it was going to be as big of a production because also, I mean, <laughs> I, I like, I didn't, I didn't, because <laughs> you were just like, oh, it's going to be a podcast, like just pick someone. And, and so I just texted her and I was like, I mean, I don't know exactly how this is all going to go. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I really didn't know, like, kind of what your vision was. Like, you were, you were just, you just gave me very like yeah, like basic I stuff wanted, like let them know everything now nah, yeah. you just let me so, know because i just yes yes because i really wanted to showcase i was like hopefully um, she's okay with people within the community uh i think that's just super important and when we thought of the inspire series i just really wanted to bring it out in our reporters because you know, they are in our communities. Right. So they see people that sometimes I don't even see, you know, because sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the people behind the scenes, like yourself, uh, sometimes don't want to go in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So I tasked them with, you know, getting people we don't see often, you know, and, and giving them a platform and giving them a place in a space. Because okay. that's what we want to do. Um, and I'm pretty sure folks probably listening and, and watching us right now want to know, okay, well, cool. Listen, everybody's into it. I want to know how I can get involved. How can people donate? volunteer, anything, let them know right now. Absolutely. So our website 
Well, one, follow us on Facebook, because yeah. the fun is there, okay? Yes, <laughs> Pick 42 Foundation, Pick Space 42 Space Foundation on Facebook, and then also on our website. On our website, www.pick42foundation.org, you can donate there, and then you can also volunteer at any given point of time. Whatever current volunteer opportunities that are there, we always list them on our Facebook page. So right now, I think we have Community Garden. If you want to come and work on our gardens with us, if you just want to come and stop by and help us keep the place clean. Um, then we also have Juneteenth Mullins. We're starting a planning team. So the Juneteenth Mullins planning team will start next week. Just anything at any point in time. Go to www.pick42foundation.org. Yeah, and absolutely for the vets too, right? Yes, yeah. to sign yes. up. In order to sign up, if you're a vet and you need um, a ride to your doctor's appointments, go to our website and sign up. And if you need a ride, you can also take a companion. So you don't have to go by yourself. So you and your spouse or friend can get in the van, which is right out here today, <laughs> and, and go ahead to your doctor's appointments and we'll get you there safely and bring you back safely. And get it all done. It goes yes. so good having oh you goodness, on thank you. Inspire. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you and we love what you are doing for the community out here in Mullins. You yes. gotta love it. Thanks for welcoming me here. We just gotta love it. And thank you for joining us here on Inspire, a Black History Month series here at WNBF News. You can watch other episodes right now on WNBF's YouTube channel or listen where you get your podcasts.